0: That brought you the smash hit podcast Your Life The Mixtape and Headliners Comes Your Life The Mixtape Magazine A free monthly digital magazine That focuses on music, culture And social commentary on current news and events Visit www.yourlifethemixtape.com To subscribe today You're listening to Headliners The show featuring the best and brightest of music from all over the world. Please welcome your host, Greg Howard Jr.
1: Their new album, Juniper, is out right this very minute. Please welcome from the incredible Sale Cassidy, it's Colin. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this. Great so tell me tell me about the new album um the new record has been quite a process it took us like two years to record it's been uh like teared down rebuilt torn down rebuilt um it's a combination of uh half of its like older music that i written even prior to starting cell cassidy and the other half of it was newer stuff i wrote during the pandemic so i was like i just got to get these out there so it's kind of how it went and now voila you know we we now have an album so it was it's a long time coming
1: so if you could describe the album using only one word what would that word be nostalgic nice
2: Yeah, very nostalgic, just because I think for, I don't know, like, you know, when you watch an old movie from the 70s, even though maybe, like, I don't know, some of your listeners may not have lived in the 70s, and I didn't either, but I was close. Um, There's still something about it appearing on your TV or like your phone or a video that feels nostalgic, even though you may not have lived in that time. And I think in a way, Juniper embodies a little bit of that nostalgia.
1: So who is an artist that if they dropped into this Zoom right now and said, Colin, I need Sail Cassidy to come on tour with me right this very minute. Who are you jetting out of this meeting
2: for? Uh, oh, that's a really good question. Um, I'm a huge fan of this artist, Lauren Alder who is, I hope I pronounce their name correctly. Um, They're from France slash the UK. And they've got this incredible record that they just put out. And I can't remember the name of it. I've just found them. So I'm like, you know, like, you know, that discovery phase. (laughs) I'm so in love with it. Lauren Otter. And um, I think it's either Otter or Alder. One of the two. I think it's Otter. And um, I would go on tour with them immediately. They're just an incredible artist. And um, one other one, too, would be The National. I'm just such a huge fan of them. I'd fanboy out with them for sure. (laughs) If you could
1: change one thing about the music
2: industry, what would it be? That's such a great question, too. Um, I got to be real. I think the music industry is so buried in algorithms that sometimes we lose out on the imperfections of music, you know? I think music is getting very perfect and well-distributed and thought of, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I think it's great to have a good plan, but there's something about the sort of rigid edges of an artist that, you know, doesn't really have it all figured out and has this sort of vulnerable... I don't know, sort of, you like, just this vulnerable edge to their creation. So I think with algorithms, it's forcing a lot of really creative people um, to become sort of more business-minded, which, again, isn't maybe a bad-sounding thing. But I think for some artists, it, it can get in the way of creating art. And I find myself spending more time on, you know, social media, drumming up, you know, attention to my music than I am really working on music where it used to be with older bands. When I played in the early two thousands, we were just rehearsing and playing and then, you know, going to the studio and that was pretty much what we did. So I would say that's been a little bit tough.
1: What's, what's a dream venue for you? Like what's the one venue that
2: you would give anything to play? Oh, good question. I, <sighs> you know what? I, I would love, love, love to play in the Queen Elizabeth Theater um, in in Vancouver. I've seen so many shows there. I'm such a huge fan of that venue. Um, I just would love to play there. I know it's not a famous, I mean, super famous spot to a lot of people, but um, I've just been to the greatest show I ever saw there was Sugar And it blew my mind. And so... I would love to, I'd love to go there and uh perform just because I'd love to relive that that magic.
1: What do you think is your worst habit during the songwriting process?
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> the worst habit is scratching it and then being like, "Eh, this isn't good or worrying about if people are gonna like it, you know like that can be such a a mind you know constraint like ooh, is this?" You know, like just getting lost in whether or not people will really like the song and forgetting like why I'm writing to begin with, which is just, you know, because that's what I do. It's the way that I am. I was born ever since I was a kid to write songs. So, you know, I I just I think that's one of my worst habits is um, caring too much about what other people think. There's an old uh I'll butcher this quote, but there's a Tibetan saying that it's um It's not the transformation of the experiencer that truly matters, but the transformation of the creator. So I I try to remind myself of that regularly.
1: How would you describe your music using only
2: colors and shapes? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I would say silvery green and octagonal. And maybe a prism. So, like, yeah, I'm giving you more than one. But I would say like a three dimensional sort of, I don't know what you, what do you call it when it has eight three dimensional oct oct something. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, some kind of oct, ocular shape. For some reason, I love the number eight, and it feels bright and very much like like uh, silvery green. I don't know why, but silvery green has been the whole juniper feeling. And I guess that's actually why I named it juniper. We recorded the record in the woods in a little cabin on the ocean. And so everything felt really juniper color. So that's kind of how I'd describe it right now anyways. Do you uh, consider
1: yourself an artist or an entertainer?
2: Um, I'm definitely an artist. I find the entertaining side of things to be really difficult because um, I don't have that. um, I don't have that confidence that a lot of entertainers have. And some of them don't either. I mean, some of them actually become entertainers because of that very reason. But I would say that I, I, I thrive more in the artistic side of things. I like to hide when I play a show. I disappear, you know, when I used to smoke, I was in the alley behind the venue smoking immediately after the show was over. Um, and you know, like just get away from it all and just kind of just decompress, you know, and it God, I make myself sound like such a snob, but the reality was, is it was just a, it's really overwhelming on stage. I find like all the circuits are firing in your brain. And so, um, yeah, I just kind of feel more uh yeah I, I think i'm more of an artist for sure definitely <laughs> that was
1: that was the least snobby answer to that question that i have ever gotten so don't oh, don't don't sweat that i i have gotten <laughs> gotten some where the person is halfway through their answer and i'm like you sound like a jackass yeah. um,
2: so Uh, good yeah because you know i'm there for like i'm there for the for the people that are watching right and then i you know i give what i can give and then i just want to (laughs) hide you know what moment in your career are you most proud of oh that's really good question i i you know what's interesting is i find it's hard to say just one but like i'm really proud of being able to just do it. Um, I'm not, I'm, 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 my mental health isn't super great and I really struggle speaking in front of people already. And I really struggle um, just, yeah, just being in front of groups of people. And I think the fact that I can, like, you know, write music, promote it, um, get on stage. I mean, I just made a record that took me two years and it was a process of coming out as pansexual and also just being honest about other mental health shit that I've been through in my life. And I think for me, I'm proud of being able to just do that. And I think that that's really cool. So, yeah, I'm just proud of those moments where I'm able to be actually honest with myself and the people listening, too, because I really hope that there's something, a nugget of something that. You know when someone's listening to the record and they can just go ah oh, I relate to that or like yeah I know how that feels and maybe it'll it'll give them a little bit of a stride in their step just to say hey I'm not alone in this in this mess so uh, I think if, if I were to say it again it's just proud that I'm able to do it at all
0: visit deardean dot com slash subscribe to get signed up
1: tell me about the moment you decided that uh, you wanted to pursue music
2: I actually started um uh when I was very young, because um when I was a kid uh'm uh, not trying to sound like a sad story, but when I was a kid, my father just dropped me and my sister off at my grandma's and took off, and we never saw' him again, and i didn't really have much of a great upbringing before my grandma took us in, so we didn't really have any tools like we didn't really have any like like we didn't have that parental prefix to like You know how sometimes parents have some semblance of like, oh, my son could be a baseball player or my daughter could be a painter or whatever. Um, There was nothing like that. It was just, you know, it it was just empty space. So when I was a kid, um, I used to lay my head on the keys on the piano and just hit the keys and listen up close with my ear and and then for some reason in my heart and in my mind, I just said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make sounds. And, and I didn't even know really that it would be writing songs. I just knew that I wanted to make sounds come out of something like a piano or a guitar or something, you know, and 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 maybe maybe do classical or movies or, you know, something. And so, yeah, I just always wanted to make music and make sounds.
1: So if you could start your career over from day one, would you do anything differently?
2: Yeah, I would definitely. If I could, I would have tried to take it a little bit more, um, taken more opportunities and not treated it like it was some sort of fantasy world. Like when I started actually playing in rock and roll bands back in the earlier 2000s, um, I spent a lot of time dreaming of becoming famous and being this, like, I don't know, sort of tortured artist and having this whole image. And I was really forgetting that I are, I am that thing in a lot of ways. And so I, I think I would be less fake when I was younger and more real, um, more honest. And I think maybe my music would have been um, just... I don't know. I I I yeah, I think just being a little more real is is kind of what I would change and I would take more opportunities um that I looked at as lame or or even scary, you know, I turned down things that I thought were just scary. So, I would have yeah, I would have just just taken it all on and had a more honest approach to everything.
1: When are you most creative?
2: Early morning. I get up at 4 30 every day. Oh, wow. I go for, yeah, I go for, I go for, I have a whole thing I have to do because like I got off SSRIs, but the deal with the devil was, is I had to do a ton of shit to be able to like function off being on medication. So I have to get up at 4 30 and, Go for a run and have an ice shower and meditate and all this stuff and do some breathing techniques and by the time I'm done that at about five thirty a.m. Um, my brain is just firing on all circuits and uh, I'm high on life, man <laughs> and uh, and I literally for some reason uh, music pours out. Then I get complaints from the landlord even though I like a lot of the music you hear is written at five thirty in the morning whisper singing with my head like my ear down to my guitar or the piano quietly trying to get you know work on it every day on the new track or the new song and so that's my most creative moment but it's also the most difficult because i can't be loud i have to be really quiet so um (laughs) it's kind of a catch-22 but that is my most creative time of the day so if this
1: interview suddenly turned into like a tiny desk concert type thing uh what is the first song in the set list
2: i always like starting with leather shoe lovers because i feel like it pulls in the listener it's the most different it's the most um it's one of. uh, there's two songs on the record that are really different than actually they're all really different but i think leather shoe lovers just because it's such a it's the oldest song that I have on the record. It's um it it's a definition of who I am as a as a person, and and it's a scary song to sing. It's it actually was um a song that I kind of came out to the world about my sexuality years before anyone even knew what I was talking about. So I would sing that song deep down, knowing what it meant to me, but no one, no, nobody knew when they heard it. That it was me, you know, talking about an experience I had with someone else when I was younger, and so uh, I like that song because it, it it kind of is like the intro to the record. Just it's the real hey, this is who I am. So, and I love the way it sounds. It's 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 catchy. You know, it's easy to play. Catchy. It's a good start. It's a good icebreaker. <laughs> So,
1: what is one piece of advice that you have for the next generation of artists?
2: Oh, yeah, I know. It's such a good question because, God, I made so many mistakes as a young man and trying to navigate just being creative. Um, I would say try your best. Like, whatever, we all have our ways of getting to where we get. Um, but, like, try your best writing songs if you can sober as well it doesn't mean you don't have to write drunk or high or whatever if that helps you that's one thing but i recommend like giving giving some time sober and really trying to write from that place as well because when i was young i was always high and always drunk and when i would write music i'd think that's the only way to do it because that's when i'm really getting deep the reality was that i was actually not getting deep at all i was really missing out on the juice it was just like eating an orange without any juice so you know i i would say you know try try writing sober if you can at least a couple of the songs on the record just to kind of have a vibe on you know what it really feels like to put these words on paper or into your phone and also like you know try try writing from other perspectives and don't be afraid to tear your music down and rebuild it you know, even if you think it's done, like question, just really question it. Like maybe is there something else I can add? Is there another line I could switch out? Or is there a bridge that I can redo? Or like, just give it, you know, because I used to just write a song and just like, that's it there. And then I sing it. You're, you you got to remember, like, if if you're going to be a musician for life, you're probably going to have to sing old songs. And when you do, you know, you sound like a a baby, you know, <laughs> learning their words for the first time. Like you don't want to, like you still want it to be who you are and be deep. So, you know, write write as if you're writing in the future, but with a little bit of the present moment and try it sober once in a while. It's actually kind of neat. What comes out of you.
1: So if there were 25 hours in a
2: day, what would you do with that extra hour? Yeah. You know, I think that um, I would take that extra hour and I would – a few things. I'd add it to my sleep at night <laughs> because I definitely don't sleep enough. Um, sleep is hard to come by when your mind's always racing. But I would also say, like, I, I guess maybe I would just spend more time with people I love and care about because I think when when what a lot of artists think work is is getting down to it writing get the guitar or the piano or whatever instrument the pen and the paper and that's the work but i i actually remind friends that are songwriters and and painters and all kinds of artists that the actual work is life experience and so when you're out with loved ones or friends or you know acquaintances that are pretty cool or just new people you never even talk to you like you know go to a backpackers inn and you know, talk, sit down by someone that you don't know and, and just ask them what, where they're from. You know, those are the moments that give you the the sauce for the gravy. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's the stuff you write about. So that's the work you do to make music. So I think maybe that extra hour could be used connecting with people a little bit more because I, I really struggle with that. And I think as artists, life experience is where you get the words to create art or you know the experience so yeah i would probably try that a little more often
1: what would you ideally like for people to get from your music
2: that it's okay to be broken and not great at everything and that it's okay to just put whatever you are out there and it not fit in a shape that's predetermined by an algorithm and that it's all right to be you. And that that's what's really important here. You know, I mean, we have people making music with AI. And I mean, I'm not saying it's all bad. It's interesting. But I think that we're already bored with humanity. We're bored with our complex, crazy minds because we've already had our Van Goghs and Cobain's and Winehouses and all these different people. And, and I think that's too bad because I think that there's so much amazement in our in our hearts and our brains and so yeah definitely uh yeah that's kind of how i feel about that
1: so tell the folks listening at home and all over the world where they can get their hands on juniper
2: juniper is at this point it's everywhere so i mean i think um that's what they tell me um uh, but uh, I, I don't handle that anymore just because I can't <laughs> deal – it's just a lot. I'm not very savvy. But it's on I, – I do know that it's on, like, the Spotify's and the – all of the, you know, the iTunes or the – is it even iTunes anymore? I don't know what it's called. Apple Music, I guess. So um, it's on all that kind of stuff. And it's on YouTube and, yeah. So I think it's everywhere. It's out there. Wherever you prefer, it, it, it'll be there waiting for you. Really hope you listen to it. Enjoy it. And uh, where can
1: they track you down on social media?
2: Yeah, please come and hang out. And um, I mostly, um, I, I, I've i started to find a, a little more of a, a home on Instagram. I know a lot of people kind of use Instagram and some are on the TikTok. And I use TikTok once in a while, but... I do like Instagram just because it's easy to use and it's not super <laughs> complicated. Um, but yeah, come, come, come see me at, on Instagram. I, I post any information, any shows I'm doing, any projects, anything that's happening. It's on Instagram. You know, it's Sale Cassidy with an A. A lot of people spell it with an I. And uh, yeah, go to go and come and hang out because that's where all the stuff, that's where all the stuff pops off. I'll I'll be sure to let you know what's happening on that platform there.
1: Well, thank you uh, so much for taking a little bit of time out of your day to talk to me about you and talk to me about uh the music. I have I have enjoyed this so much.
2: Thank you. And I really appreciate your questions. They're amazing questions and I can tell that you really are interested in the answers and do you really care about what you're doing and uh it's really neat i've answered a lot of questions that are very two-dimensional and i don't mind because it is the way it is in my time but i love your questions i thought they were really cool so thank you very much for having me
0: thanks for listening to headliners we'll be back next week with an all-new episode don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for more information about the show, visit us at www.yourlifethemicstate.com. Headliners is a Spring Break 83 production in association with Rod Wharton Productions. All rights and trademarks reserved.